AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 5X480. Dayton B100 V-Belt, one of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shirt. No. T, what you got? The odds for us. Top, I did. Top four odds. I did. Yes. Um. In 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 a complete shocker, Chelsea are one to five thousand on. Not to finish in the one one five. To finish in the top four. One five thousand odds. You put you got to put five thousand pounds on to win a pound. What Spurs? Spurs will depend if it's betting company. But I think the consensus is one to ten on to finish in the top four. So one pound, ten pounds to win. Eleven pounds back. I mean, does that make you feel comfortable, Rick? Knowing that the the, the no. What you still think there's a chance? Yeah. Of course, there's always a chance. It's Tottenham. Um, for we're, we're now. What is it? Eight, seven points clear. Oh, fuck, it's nine, isn't it? Nine of of of, um, of, of Man United. Oh. Uh, in fifth. I think so. I don't, I don't know about Arsenal. I don't care about United. Mm. Yeah, I, I just know where Arsenal are. And I don't know. We're nine points above them. Um, we've been telling us to say those three words that that cursed us all those years what, ago. Mind the gap. Yeah. So um, straight in there. <laughs> straight in. Ten toes. Because <laughs> because. Um, <clears throat> Arsenal are kind of broken from the inside out. I, I feel more confident now than I ever have done before. Although it's like I've not learned any of my lessons. Yeah. Because well, how do you feel? Like the ball's on the table. What 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 what, what do you think? I, I don't I, I don't want to say anything, do anything, celebrate, do anything until like, you not give been... your mates any jip at all. No, what? No, I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> <clears throat> I am giving them jip when they lose and stuff like that. Um, because that's that's what you do. Mm. But I'm not giving it kind of like, uh, you know, the powers in North London have shifted, this is our time, blah, blah, blah. I've been there so many fucking times. We've done it before, haven't we? That uh, I'm just like shutting my mouth, man. Are you going to say, you know, they got this, uh, the um, St Tottenham's Day. If hypothetically we did finish above them, would you? how would you celebrate that? I'd be, it'd be complete radio silence for me. That'd, mm. that'd hurt them even more. Do you think? I mean, obviously, on. I don't agree. I think going after their their veins, ripping it out, and then eating them. Yeah. That would be thing that would hurt them more. No, yeah. I'd, I'd obviously do like. You Ch- want to rise above. You want to be no, an adult. No, 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 no. Chinese water torture. So just little digs every now and then, forever. Yeah. And ever and ever and ever. No, not not one full out, full out attack. Just over time to say, if it's above you, no. Yeah, Ricky, you. Yeah, I know what you're like with your Arsenal mates. Yeah. Like you somehow managed to give it to them for like, since I've known you. Yeah. And we've always finished. Below them, yeah. What you got planned up? Where you, you're not, you're not. Oh no, I, I would go, you know, uh, all in. Fucking any Arsenal fan I know, if if it were to happen, uh, it yeah. would be uh, it would be relentless, absolutely relentless. Uh, it's episode six. It's episode thirty nine, season six of the Fighting Cop podcast, and we are brought to you by Bet on Brazil. dot com. Uh, I'm sure they have odds on whether or not Spurs are going to finish in the in the top four. Probably should have checked. It won't be on there. And they're not big enough yet, which is why they're advertising on the fighting cock. Um, if you want to uh, get involved with Bet on Brazil and you like having a punt, um, they'll match your 
original deposit of up to £60, and they give you 60 quid back nice. within like three bets. There's some provisos about having to bet with the winnings or something. I don't, I don't understand it a great deal, but people who bet will. Uh, and between five and six every day, they offer the best odds on the internet <coughs> during Alan Brazil's happy hour. There was a great... Actually, I won't tell that story. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I won't. <coughs> How's everyone? How are you, Rick? Uh, I'm good. How have you been this week? Yeah, good. Little, little bit, uh, little bit aggy. Why? A little bit on edge. Why? Because um, every year my missus, she's like always like, oh, like giving up bread for Lent, blah blah blah. Uh. And I'm just like, oh, fuck off, man. Like. I'll do what I want and then this you time you don't though because you always I, give up something well, well, the, no I don't but this time I thought I'm going to do it I'm give up sweets and chocolate and I thought that'll be easy it's just sweets and chocolate but I didn't realise how addictive sugar and chocolate and sweets are really? Uh, yeah I, I didn't realise how much it affected me um, <laughs> and it affects me greatly what's happened? well I'm just really short with people and like like, if I'm just, like, asking a question, a, a simple question, I'm at home, I'm not saying to my missus, oh, do you know where that pen is, you cunt? And it's like, there is just no what? need for, like, <laughs> it just comes out. I'm so wound up that I know there's chocolate and sweets and I can't have any that I just start, it just starts coming out in... in so you should understand, family. it's kind of like when, when women are on PMT, you can forgive them of, of certain, um, of their manner. Around the house, I understand, but I don't forgive me. So when you when your missus is due on her yeah. period, do you, uh, uh, do you, um, <laughs> do you, do you, do you get do you allow us some leeway? Yeah, I do, I do, I do allow us some leeway, but, mm. but uh, I I do kind of say as well that there's a line. Yeah, there is a line. Don't you know? Just because you're on, don't fucking cross that line. <laughs> Like you can get away with some things of slamming plates down and stuff like that, and I can get you a bit touchy, but don't cross that fucking line. You realise it's a part of their genetic, you know, it's a part of the, the the struggles of being a woman. Yeah, I do, I do get that, but not in my time. They do have it bad, women, don't they? Menopause, periods, have to give birth. Yeah, it's all fucking. I mean, I wouldn't want to do any of that shit. Yeah. Neither would I know. Mm. But I reckon having a kid would be fucking easy. If you had to give, if you had to have a period, but it came out of your ass. <coughs> um, <laughs> to save your 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 wife from 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 having those go through those struggles, would you do it? Yeah, I've had bad shits in the past. How hard can having a period out of your ass be? <laughs> don't know, they don't know they're born. Uh, they don't even know they're born. <laughs> All women. Um, Southampton. Uh, do you know what? I was really excited going to this game. I, I felt I felt like I was about to watch something magical happen. And uh, when, when Ericsson put us one up, <coughs> lovely play, decent sort of ish assist from from Dembele, and it felt like we was on a roll. Obviously, we doubled our lead through Deli Ali's penalty. But what what was your takeaway from the game? Um, I think I did think when they went to another up, they were going to go on and get maybe three or four, you know, really stamp our authority down. Yeah, but I guess you know whatever Puel adjusted at half time, obviously told in, in the second half. But what I took away from the game is that we've got resilience and staying power. It's been said a lot this season about the injuries that we've suffered. I think to this day, only, I think in this season, we've only had our starting back five um, available for five five games out of 28. Wow, is that true? Fucking yeah. hell. 
Um, well, so that's when we were playing the three, though. That doesn't count when we were playing. Well, I mean, four. I guess you'd have um, the three with the two two wing backs. And yeah. I mean, we are we are going to be really dangerous when we have Rose Walker, Dyer, out of Eriod. It's amazing how important the fullbacks have become. Yeah, I mean, I think it's almost left Dyer out of it, really, because the back five would be Walker, Rose, Vertonghen, out of Eriod, and Hugo. Yeah, but um. But you know we've had the injuries um, in our defence. We've had injuries of Harry Kane, and we're doing better this season than last season. I think at the same point, we've got um, five points more than at this point last season. Yeah. With all the injuries we've had, with um, Man City, with Man United spending hundreds of millions of pounds, um, Chelsea being as Chelsea being what they are, and we're still hanging in there. So it's a testament to to Pochettino. Yeah, amazing, really is. Um, that's that's without Kane for effectively two months. Yeah, we lost him seven weeks. I mean, I mean, sorry. I mean, the concern was when Kane when Kane went off injured that this could be the sort of game we're struggling. And I think, at, you know, when the final whistle went, it showed that we've got got a bit of balls about us. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we didn't have chances to score more. I mean, scoring two. Southampton haven't been great defensively, and they weren't great in this. We managed to carve them open a few times. I think Son had a couple of chances to to score when he went through and hit the uh, Foster made a, uh, Forrest just made a great Forster For, Forster yeah. yeah he made a good save um, and an even better save against Alderweireld's header from the yeah. corner yeah, yeah. Um, that was big he's a really good keeper I rate, <coughs> him, rate him massively I don't know if he has the mobility of Loris he has his moments I think um, but in, in terms of shot stopping and his presence in the box he's, he's fantastic I'd, yeah. I'd like him in Tottenham should Loris leave speaking of Loris Loris I know there's many great aspects to his game and I don't want to highlight one of the bad ones but his kicking was fucking shit again. Oh mate, it was absolutely and dog I, shit. I read that it was like he's got the second best accuracy for all keepers in the league. Yeah. And I know I get that he's been asked to he's been asked to hit the fullbacks when he hits long. You can see it both time at Davies and Walker were expected to win those win those headers on, on at wide sh- out. You assume that's what he's doing because he kicks the ball out. Yeah. But um yeah, I Watching the game, it's like it's maddening at times. But then you get, you think you can't be great at everything. No, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't swap him pretty much for anyone. No. I, I've seen Neuer play bad passes as well. I know he's supposed to be good with his feet, and I haven't seen him as half as much as Loris. But you, all keepers are open, prone to mistakes. They're not footballers. They're not brought up kicking the ball constantly, and it's not. It's become more natural for football, uh, goalkeepers to play football, obviously, because of the way their game's gone. But. I think they're under an undue amount of pressure now because of the way the game's changed. I mean, Bravo isn't a bad keeper, but he's consistently making mistakes. Lloris, when the, I think people get frustrated with Lloris because he has to pass. He's expected to pass out from the back, and it seems to put us in trouble sometimes when when Dyer and uh, sorry when Alderweireld and Dyer pick the ball up or Alderweireld and Vertonghen pick the ball out wide. You know how deep they sit when the keeper. I think gets sometimes as well he waits too long. Like he, he knows he's got the ball and it's kind of like he should make that decision but it's like he'll take a couple of steps back and then he'll leave it so close sometimes that you just know one of those times that striker's going to fucking close that ball down I think it's a coaching issue really I mean not an issue but I think Pochettino insists that we start from the back and start slowly and ball from the back under under AVB and um, Sherwood um, it wasn't as noticeable as it is under under the reign of Pochettino mm. um, 
I guess because we watch Tottenham more intently, we probably complain about it more than maybe we should. And probably um, it's an issue with a lot of a lot of goalkeepers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd think um, anyone, any scout watching Spurs would just push their strikers up on him every time he gets the ball and, you know, force an error off him, but no well, one's done it. The problem with in that game, and the few times that we were forced to go long to Son, it was just, we, I don't think he won a header all game. Um, I, I would interesting if anyone out there can figure this out, or maybe um, Nathan from Talking Tottenham Tactics could just help us out. I wonder how effective. I don't know if there's a way of working this out actually, but how effective passing out from the back is. If you compare the amount of times we lose the ball by passing it out from the back, and how many times we lose the ball by by going going long. I, th- I think the good thing is that we have um, we've got Alderweireld, Alderweireld, and Dyer who are all comfortable on the ball. Yeah, uh, I think that helps. I mean, if it was um, I don't know, I'm going to say Dawson and Fazio, we'd never have them as a pairing. But if you had those two at centre back. And you had Luis kind of trusting them with possession. Maybe the results would be a lot worse. I've seen us pass circles around. <laughs> I dread to think. Uh, <laughs> I've seen us pass circles around teams, and if we could just hit it long, and you know, the players have got a lot of composure. And... When you got Kane there, there's definitely, that's definitely an option. That Son, that that is not an option. And actually, when you saw Janssen came on, and we, I, I'm I'm happy that we're able to talk about Janssen in positive light again. Uh, you know, he come on and scored against Millwall, yeah. and he was on in the cameo for you know, five or six minutes but done well in that time and it instantly changed the game I thought it made, we were much more secure I, d- I didn't see it man what do you mean? I didn't see what everyone else saw I just saw the same Hody Hansen I'm, I'm, I'm not being I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative on Pepper because I, I think I watched the game after knowing the result and after what you'd said about being happy about his performance mm. I thought like he just puts himself about like he, like he normally does I um, think but what I, the fundamental change yesterday was his body language I think Ali was open for, for a pass. And if he wasn't confident, he'd put Ali in mm. for, the, for the goal. But he went, he went for goal himself. It shows that I think mentally he's a lot stronger than Soldado, and that will put him in good stead. Yeah, I mean, to set him up for that shot, which was a decent shot and forced the keeper into a save, but he, he did a nice turn to find space, if I remember rightly. He, he, he found space, he turned the, um, the, the centre-back and had the confidence to take the ball on and shoot himself. Um, I also think he'd done exactly what he needed to do from a centre forward which, and then he offered something that Son didn't all game whereas Son had to, has to run in behind because of his lack of strength whereas Janssen used his strength and used his ability in order to close that game out he was fouled three times um, he probably you know he touched the ball he got on the ball often in the five minutes he had a shot on goal he looked confident and my worry about him was all about his intelligence on the pitch it was about his lack of understanding of uh, and, and finding the right space at the right time in the short amount of time we saw him in that game he, he didn't seem to he didn't seem to display any of that again going back to the Millwall game where he scored his goal but also he, he had that header where he where he hit the keeper he should have scored but he was in the right place whereas previously he seemed to always yeah, be in the that, wrong that place that. I mean um, I'm I'll agree with T as well that, um, I know, I, you know, checking social and speaking in groups and stuff like that, that a lot of people are like, really happy and positive with uh, Janssen's performance. And I agree to an extent that where we, it was like 85 minutes he came on and whenever it was that um, he won free kicks <coughs> in, in decent areas and holding the ball up. And it was quite clever the way he used, he, he won those free kicks because he knew that someone was going to come in behind him and, and then just rode the challenge and went down and, and bought and ate, ate some time into the clock, but um, when he first came on, though, I just remember two two times that 
the ball went to him and he went to kind of square and it just went nowhere. It just like went to a Southampton player and I was mm. just like, mate, come on, man. But you, you can't be expected to walk into a game and suddenly... No, you, can't, to... no, you can't. But I mean, you can like, be expected, but... But then it, it's kind of like they, that... The, you know, people see what they want to see mm. and I think kind of from Janssen's previous games and things like that, uh, um, him being brought as a striker if he'd come on and he scored or he, he'd done he'd uh, created a, a, a great chance or I, I don't know then I maybe think... I would have been more more kind of like uh, positive but I, I understand the reason why he came on and holding the ball up and won the free kicks and stuff like that but mm. it's kind of like that's not why we bought him but that's what, what worked at that time yeah it's not why we bought him but that was his role no, that, yeah. ultimately his role is to help us win matches and it doesn't matter whether he scores. If he's playing a, a significant, if he's having a significant contribution in us picking up three points, he's doing what's being asked of him. He he wasn't going on that pitch to fucking try and get us a third goal. It was, it was to try and break up play, hold the ball up, which in a way that Son couldn't do. I thought Jensen should have come on much earlier. I, I, I we were beginning to struggle in that second half. I thought we looked a little leggy at times. Son was offering nothing because of the way Southampton were playing. They nullified his threat quite. Quite significantly. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I think um, like uh, uh, the cliche saying, the game of two halves, and uh, in the first half we were great, went two up, could have had more. Second half, um, I don't know if Southampton kind of moved things about, but it become really narrow and congested where Ericsson and Son and Ali were, um, and kind of every kind of second ball. Um, Southampton winning, and we just couldn't get our foot back into the game, and I thought. After 65-70, it, it, it would settle down and we'd get our foot back into the game. We'd start pressing them a bit more. But Southampton, they, they, they still kept coming at us, and they they were you know they were pushing for that goal. So it, it was difficult. And then, like you said, bringing uh, like Son still still the, the ball wasn't sticking to him. And like if we were able to get the ball <coughs> to Anthony, he could hold it up more, and we can bring more players around him. Um, and that kind of saw the game off, but um, it was it was a tricky second half. I think the the thing with Son and Jensen is that they're almost polar opposites. Um, Son is very reliant on Eriksson and Delhi getting into the getting into positions, feeding the ball. Those three are just you know a bit of a triumvirate as such. And in the first half, they saw a lot of the ball and gave them a lot of problems. Second half, they cut off the supply. Ali and um, Ericsson are quiet in the second half. Mm-hmm. And that affected Jansen more. So that affected Son more. Maybe Jansen's someone who's a bit more of a lone wolf. And Kane, the thing of Kane's a bit of... Kane's someone who improves players around him, but can also go alone if he needs to be. I don't think, I don't think Son has that in him. I don't know if it's a mental thing or if he's just not physically imposing enough. But Son needs everyone around him to play well for him I, to play well. I think he can play up top, but he's naturally... He's naturally not a forward, uh, a striker, and he, he's much more comfortable out wing on that left hand side. You, um, you look at the you look at the Man City game, for example, when we beat them two 0 at home. Yeah, he was up front. I think that was Kane's first game he missed. Him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. And he can play up front. Obviously, I he, can. he can. I don't, I don't think he has instincts, as you say, to play as a striker. I don't think it's a natural fit for him. But mm. to get the best out of um, Son, early and Ericsson have to play well. Our next game is away at Burnley. We've got yeah. a very good home record. I thought they were second, but they're like somewhere sixth or seventh. Yeah, they don't lose though at home. Yeah. And it was, I mean, someone was having a conversation in another group, and they were suggesting that maybe Janssen starts that game against a more physical side. But I think, I think Janssen's strength against tiring defenders would probably be better than. I think, um, I, I think Son's slight 
uh, build and he potentially will get bullied out there. It is quite a difficult um, place to go. You know, we, we don't lose, uh, they don't lose games very often and I don't think they lost all season, have they? I don't think we've beaten them at Turf more. I don't think anyone's beaten them this season. I might be wrong. It's there. Chelsea did. Did they? So they've lost, they've lost one. Yeah. Um, but they're really good at home and I can imagine that it would be a difficult place to go. I like Janssen's strength in, and I think in that instance he might do, but don't, he might do okay, but don't get me wrong, I prefer Kane. Kane would be fine up there. You, you know he has the mental strength to do it. And when Janssen play, plays and he gets the ball, I'm willing him not to fuck up. I'm kind of nervous. I'm it, was, it was said that the the fans' reaction to his goal against Millwall was almost sarcastic. When when he got the goal, it was almost like Who said that? that? I can't remember. I heard it reminded another podcast, but like ironic chairs when he got the goal. That wasn't true. And um, I don't Do you think that's true. I don't think that's I, I, people yeah, were I, ironically I, cheering I, when, I, when I he scored. I was like, I was so happy. So I was, I was just like, a, ch- I was having a piss. Uh, I was just so chuffed with the guy. I, I think uh, that someone made a, a, a. I think it was Alex who said it. Actually, if you you go by Twitter and media that's produced by Spurs fans, they they see things that aren't there. You, uh, it, it felt like a supportive mm. atmosphere for for Janssen, in the same way everyone was supportive of Soldado. You don't get all this. I don't think you get half of the shit you do at Twitter when you're in the stadium. I, don't, I mean, I think, I, I think that's absolute bollocks. I think the only um, it might not have been as personal as that actually. Okay, well, but, um, whatever. Um, if it is, true. I think Adi Bayo is probably the one person that had a really negative reaction from from Spurs fans in, in memory. I think in the ground, if, yeah. Even at Soldado's worst, I don't think he was getting caned by the by the fans. Yeah, uh, Ericsson's oh, bang on for him, isn't he? He has been for the last couple of months. It's a really good goal. That it was a great goal. Yeah. It well. yeah, I mean, as soon as it left his foot, it wasn't even in the corner. It was kind yeah. of at least two feet inside the post and Forster who is uh, you know, he's a very good goalkeeper he didn't seem to get near it it was such lovely technique the way he stroked the ball and I knew I was saying to my brother because I was in the park lane upper and I knew you'd have been in line of it wouldn't you yeah I was directly in line with it I was right behind the goal and I knew as soon as it left his foot that was going in lo- you know sometimes yeah I love it when you see uh, I can't remember it was against um Kane, oh fucking hell, I think it may have even been Stoke where it was a tight angle and the ball kind of popped him and he was on the edge of the area and he like put it right in the corner. Mm. But where I was sitting, as soon as it left his foot, like, I just knew that was going in. There's no one was going to save it. Yeah, it was great. Um, do you think we're better equipped to deal with Kane's injury than we were in the first part of the season? Um, I think we. Are, I think Ali and Eriksson are recognising the importance of. Um, of their goals I mean they both scored yesterday and I think this year we are better equipped I mean I spoke earlier at length about um, the injuries we've had this season and the players that are filled in and uh, I mean the summer transfer window I've gone, gone over and over it wasn't, it wasn't the best but Wanyama is a fucking diamond you know mm-hmm. and um, I, love him. I think he can fill in so many positions and I think this season we're better equipped to deal with the injuries are we mentally better equipped to deal with well, let's good. face it, finish second. Yeah. We're not going to win the league, finish second. I hope we are. Because last season it was mentally where we failed. Yeah, I, it's hard to know that because that's the kind of thing that is said, like mentally you failed, but it's hard to know what, if that's true. Yeah. You assume because the collapse was so out of character from the rest of the season. I, I'm worried about the last month in Pochettino's calendar uh, season because he, not calendar season, it, the last month of the season in all of his. His games, his team, his, his clubs, his teams have performed particularly badly in that last, last, last month, and I, I kind of feel like 
but we've pressed <clears throat> more intelligently than sort of we may not have gassed I'm hoping I mean the proof's in the pudding we'll see won't we but there, there was a thing um, I didn't actually see the interview but I saw someone uh, commenting on it that um, or Potts was responding to commentary from Walker was saying that um, either we, we we stopped doing double sessions or or the training's not as intense or something like that yeah and they were asking Potts what his thoughts were on that and he, and he was like well it's not that they're not as intense or, you know, we're working on different things. But I think he's maybe recognised that the second part of the season is still not all gung-ho and just constantly working on fitness and maybe being a bit smarter from the collapse of last season. Mm. But um, it's really interesting. And I also wanted to say about, um, like, going back to Ericsson and him being banging form. And at the beginning of the season, he was getting a bit of a... Bit of a shoeing from from fans like my, myself included yeah. um, that he wasn't performing. And when you've got like players like Kane, Son, Ali, Ericsson, they they almost play like like little kids. They're so happy to be like popping the ball to each other and popping, moving, doing cute little passes and stuff like that. But when one of them's not on song, it affects all of them. And the, I think the key for Kane being out is as long as uh, Son's up top with Ericsson and Ali, and they're all uh, they're all kind of still still motivated, still willing to kind of uh, move off a defender or create space, and, and willing to try those balls. Like I think there was one from Ericsson. He he kind of stood there and he was like surveying what was going on. And he qu- and he just quickly just flicked the ball around, and Son moved from round the defence. And he just missed it, and it's just those types of passing and those types of movement that uh, that will be crucial. Because if if heads drop and people aren't on form, then it it could be really bad, and we won't we won't be able to be as creative and score those goals that we're going to need to while Kane's out. What did you make of Ali demanding that he takes the penalty? Because um, when he got sent off at Ghent, there was a lot of I mean, I read it in the standard. Yeah, um, he you know, he got he got sent off against Ghent. You know, is he going to curb his um? Is, is temper mm. and this season I think is, is it 15 goals or 14 goals so 16. far I know it's going to equal a Van der Vaart in Premier League goals I think goals. he may have uh, I think that might have been his 17th uh, this, in, all, this, in all comps in all comps yeah yeah because um, he wants 20 goals this season and I think and fucking right. that is a fucking huge boost the fact that we're getting that many goals in midfield that's, and that's incredible I exactly. mean I will say uh, you can, can kind of compare him to Lampard in that respect although I think he's probably sim- it doesn't matter what he's similar to it's yeah. not helpful yeah. it, a twenty goal a season midfielder or a, or a number ten are, are rare. A twenty season goal a season striker yeah. across all of them are rare. I don't even think. And there's an Arsenal player who scored twenty goals a season. I don't know. No, I, don't I don't think, think there is. is. Maybe it's Andrews, but and also I think um, I think Pochettino talked after the game about um, Ali's just surprising him because now he's not even because when his first season he was sitting deep with um, Eric Dyer they were, they were, the, they were the, the two they were yeah and now Ali's the second striker yeah I mean what, what you, you have an interesting question there though about what do they think about him taking the ball yeah because he, he made a point of yeah he did and, and I, what I liked about it was how quickly it was resolved because Son I would have been my preference to take it because yeah, it's like the Man City game again yeah, yeah he's um, he, uh, Son's technique is, is very good I, I, yeah. like, I like the way he strikes the ball but uh, Dele won the penalty I like the fact that he had the bollocks to, to say you know what I want this the shame about it was the penalty it was a fucking it was a bad bad penalty if I had aggressed the right way he would have missed well yeah I mean that, that's a, I think that is the point though that it was an awful penalty but it's kind of like 
did Ali know that uh, Forster was going to dive? He was going. He was going to make it because a lot of a lot of strikers that they'll they'll jog up to it, right? And and they'll see. They'll kind of have a guess. On they'll they'll make a footman foot movement and they'll know that they're going to go that. So way. he would have changed his line, that, like, knowing that it doesn't matter as long as he hits it to the goalkeeper's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there is no way you can get it. Maybe yeah, there is something in that. I have heard strikers talk about that in, when they, in their they run know. up to the ball. They can see micro um, mannerisms. If you put your weight on one leg, you can't move the other way. Exactly. And Berbatov famously did that in against Czech in the 08 final. Yeah, because that wasn't a great penalty either. But he probably did the same. Well, it's just relaxed here because I remember when we won that penalty, I was like, "Fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck." He's the calmest bloke in the whole fucking. <laughs> but that was, was that was so, so glorious about Berber Dog. Uh, fuck Berber Dog. <laughs> Berber Dog. <laughs> We've been calling yeah. him Berber Dog since he signed. Me and Rick, uh, as Rick puts puts the word D O double G on 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 stuff on most things on yeah. most things. Berber Dog, which I love. But Berber Dog, yeah, he, uh, he was so calm. Exactly who you needed in yeah, that thing. Because yeah. he just didn't give a shit. Like, if he'd sparked up a fag before taking that penalty, <laughs> you'd think nothing he of it. He probably would as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Zakora, do you remember that? that do you remember that? That, that it was like a, a little gif that yeah, went yeah. around <laughs> so much going on in that in that gif you got Zakora <laughs> it was back to yeah, yeah I'm going to get onto that Zakora's turning like he's looking at Paul Robinson yeah, yeah. yeah and Berbatov scores and Zakora takes a second to react and then just goes yeah like that if you look at the crowd in the background, yeah. you, do you know what I'm talking about? The man faints or, or falls. So this guy <laughs> celebrating, hopping around. I think he might even have crutches. I can't remember. And you just see him disappearing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have a look at the, the that, that can, you can just say Sakura final celebration gif or whatever. Yeah. Have, it's so funny. I'm, I'm sure he faints. I'm sure he faints. It's a faint. You imagine. Have you ever got close to fainting? Uh, uh, celebrating a goal at football? Not celebrating a goal, no. Uh, you, what, when did you come close to fainting? Dehydration. I had to, uh, there's a Wu Tang Clan concert and I felt dehydrated. I felt a bit lightheaded. <laughs> it was, it, I didn't faint because I saw them, but I fainted because I felt lightheaded. Did you have to go, to go and sit down? I, sit about, I had to sit in the foyer, yeah. <laughs> what, you fainted? No, no, no. I felt a bit faint. That is the least gully thing I've ever in I the know, world. I, I went to Wu Tang, but I had to go and sit in the foyer because I felt a bit faint. <laughs> I saw them 12 years earlier at Carnival. I was just my friend Ben's hand, so. That's why I looked for a little claim to fame. Swings and roundabouts. Exactly. Um, did you fist bump or shake your hands? Because shake your hands. No, because he puts his hand out in the crowd. Yeah, I kind of grabbed his hand. Oh, yeah, nice. one of those fingerless gloves. Nice. Well, it wasn't as nancy back then. This is like ninety three, ninety four. So. What your fingerless gloves are nancy? Your fingerless gloves are weird. Yeah, they are. I don't yeah. trust anyone who wears leather fingerless gloves with the even leather, even leather gloves. What the fuck's that about? You a murderer or something? Yeah. Like milk tray men. Leather gloves are not on, are they? My no. mum had a pair of leather gloves. Women it's okay, but blokes. I think it is alright. It is alright. Yeah, I mean leatherette as well. I don't really know if women wear those elbow leather gloves. Then yeah, I mean. You're in, you like that? Women with elbow length gloves, yeah. What, leather, elbow? It's a bit kind of... Maybe, 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 maybe with latex, yeah. Bit like yeah? Yeah. Were you, you into a bit of that, Rick? Nah, not really, mate. You're just like straight missionary, 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw a bit of some baked beans on her, yeah. and then... That's it, yeah. <laughs> then just crack on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever forget the baked beans? Nah, always, always remember. <laughs> he stops it as well, because I'm a dad's dance. Do you go behind, or do you go happy shopper? Uh, not happy shopper, but there's there's a like go between there. Well, like got, you, yeah, well, no, Asda, but you get the shitty ones with uh, no sugar and sweeteners and all that. Like you get the Asda with preservatives and all that. Like. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones. <laughs> um, uh, what was talking about? Um, but reaction to FA Cup draw. Can we beat the semi final hoodoo at the FA Cup uh, against the F-, F in the FA Cup. in the FA Cup against six Trump. times, isn't it? What since since you last won the semi final, yeah. 
since 91. But a lot of them were on... I, mean, I, think, Everett, I think we played Everton on the Saturday. A lot of them were on Sundays. This is the first one in a while I've been on a Saturday. So I was, that make a difference. I was really happy when that came across uh, on a Saturday. Uh, because it just means I'm still going to take Monday off. Tuesday, I'll probably take the week off <laughs> if we win. But then you got Arsenal the following week. Two, and got, two and weeks off. And you got Joshua V. Klitschko as well that weekend too. Three weeks <laughs> off. <laughs> I might just call the boss and say, fuck your job. <laughs> fuck your job. Why? What, what have we done? Nothing. Spurs. But um, reaction to the job, the reason I put this in there is because... Um, you and Alex, you more so really outraged by the negative reaction to massively, the Massively, massively, massively. I, I, I was really pissed off. Just, just the fucking realism. How people are being sensible. It was a time for fucking, let's have these cunts, show them that we ain't scared of them. You might be top of the league, but this is fucking, you know, we're Spurs and we can turn you over. We will turn you over. But all I heard everywhere was, well, we won't have Kane, we're shit at Wembley. I don't want to hear that shit then. Like, in, in, in polite conversation the next day, Deal with it then. But at that point, it's about fucking ramming it down their, their scummy little throats, not showing weakness. Will we uh, definitely not have Kane for, for that game? Well, they're talking about him being three or four weeks out. He, if he it, might be, he might be, might return sooner than expected. All right, let me pose a question to you. Uh, Chelsea, would you rather him back, be back for the Chelsea semi final or the Arsenal home game? Arsenal home game. What would you say? Uh, well, the thing is, though, I don't it, know, it's a trophy, it, though, isn't it? It's a trophy. If, if he's back for the Chelsea game... Yeah. No, no it, there's no provisos. Play. Just imagine, hypothetically. Uh, Why okay. are you being a dick? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go for the uh, Chelsea semi-final game. Arsenal, all day. All day. We'll be, when we, we'll, when we'll we beat them Arsenal, with, without Kane. Do you think? When yeah. we played Arsenal... At, at, we're, we're at home. We are... Like, sh- it, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> when, <laughs> I can feel myself going, and I was just like, hold it, hold it. Oh God! You was, you yeah, was going. You nearly let go yeah, what, what's yeah, inside yeah, your head yeah, no, and in your yeah, heart because yeah. you want to go. We're gonna fucking smash them. Yeah, There's I no know. chance we're finishing below them this season. But everything you've learned. No, not you. that. Not that. But no. um, last home game against them fam. lot. Yeah. And at the moment, you know. Water Lane is a bit of a fortress. You know, fortress. Ten in a row. And, um, Ten in a row. It's kind of like at, at, at this moment in time, uh, like, I'm literally like Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barca. Like, like, I, I think we'll beat you at Water Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Take a walk. Like, like, <laughs> we'll fucking. You know, we'll smash you. He's, he's what is it about fucking... Spurs fans that do that though? Because when I remember in. I remember when we. I bet Burnley are doing it at the moment. Yeah. But I remember, <laughs> I remember when we beat Anderlecht. And we qualified from the group, and we had a chance of drawing Bayern Munich at the Allianz in the Europa League because they were in the Europa League that year. And I was like, "Bring them on! Yeah, fucking <laughs> smash them! We're Tottenham. We'll do anything we want." But knowing that in realistic terms, we probably wouldn't beat them, or the like, the odds would be not in our favour. But something in me, there's, I think it's what other fans hate about Spurs fans. That all of us within us have that little bit of arrogance that thinks. No, well, fuck off, we're Spurs, we're going to smash you up. There's this, there's this one thing that... Um, Which probably, we haven't had grounds to use that kind of arrogance before. More so recently than then. Than, than. Yeah. Like, uh, there's this one thing that I uh, I would say I hang my arrogance on, like mm. a like a coat hanger. Yeah. Um, Not your cock. For, for, <laughs> uh, and it's this historical thing that everyone says, we're a cup team. 
We're in cup. We ain't the cup. We're, we're in the, if we're in the cup, you're fucking ours, mate. <laughs> we'll fucking blow you out of the water. One game. Yeah. One game. That's and, all it takes. And and, and 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 if we get beat in the semi-final, we only lost one game in the FA Cup yeah. this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. Uh, for this Chelsea game, though, I, I think I'm, I, like, already I'm making things up in my mind. Mm. And... Um, like Chelsea, like Stamford Bridge is a, is a narrow pitch. White Lane's a narrow pitch. We will be on fairly even footing when we go to a bigger pitch at Wembley. So it's not going to be like if we were to play Man City or Arsenal. They're used to playing on big pitches, and people are always moaning about, "Oh, we do shit at Wembley because it's a big pitch." Blah 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 blah. Um, so Chelsea and Tottenham will be kind of a more of a fair matching with that. Mm. But also, um, you know, we're we're you know we're second in the league to Chelsea. We've beaten Chelsea this season, last season. Seasons go, seasons going by, and like, we should not be fearing Chelsea. We we really shouldn't be. It's like one, this is completely. Oh, I'm fucking up for this, man. Well, one thing that you can hold on to as Spurs fans, right? Two times we faced Chelsea this season for 60 minutes at Stamford Bridge, which since getting beat by Arsenal has become they've become unstoppable pretty much, apart from Tottenham, who are the only team that have beaten them since yeah. they, they got beat by Arsenal. We, we were better than them at Stamford Bridge, I would say. That might be biased, but I would say there's an argument for Spurs having the better of most of that play. Oh, we had Kane missing. Did we really? Yeah. Right. At White Hart Lane... I think we did, anyway. Right, whatever. But, but at White Hart Lane, they, they, we, we beat them fair and square. We were better... Yeah. Over 90 minutes, we were better than them. We can do it again at Wembley. We're the only team in the league that can realistically knock Chelsea out of that FA Cup. If they beat us, they've won. Uh, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I think, honestly, the the only teams that were drawn, you know, that, that, that are left in the competition, I think we are the only chance of uh, stopping Chelsea doing the double. Mm. And I, I, I think we will. Good. I honestly think we'll I like that confidence, and if it don't, your confidence doesn't. You know, it's nice to feel confident. Mate, it'll be Saturday night. We'll be getting fucking lagging. Yeah, yeah. Be, I'll, I'll. Either way. Yeah. If I'm not dead and have to be resuscitated, then I haven't done the cup final, uh, cup semi final day. But it's my justice. birthday the following day, so I want it to be on the Saturday. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't fuck your birthday up. No, I don't want that fucked up at all. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't lose my birthday. That'd be better. Yeah. Um. So would you would you want Arsenal to get through to the final and face them there? No, <laughs> my my heart could not take it. It's going to be absolute murders it. on Wembley Way. Absolute murders against Chelsea. The last time we played them in the semi final, I know. Actually, I think no, no, it was the, uh, 2008. Um, well, when, the your dad, when your dad got chucked off, chucked yeah, away. my dad got chucked off. There was I, I got involved in three fracases <laughs> yeah. on 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 Wembley Way. Oh, you was there when you were? I was here. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we won off the pitch and we won on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we got Windy. Yeah. Windy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players, because I want to put off talking about the FA Youth Cup for as long as possible. Will Miller wasn't in the matchday squad for Burton Albion. Luke McGee was dropped for Peterborough after suffering a bad spell of form. And this comes on the back of their chairman basically saying that they won't be re-signing him next season. Clinton and G was a 60th minute sub as Marseille drew 0-0 at Lille. Ryan Loft was an 87th minute sub for Stevenage, but Connor Ogilvie missed out through injury. 
Luke Amos made his Football League debut, playing 51 minutes for Southend. They came back from 2-0 down to beat Walsall 3-2. Phil Brown, their manager, said post-match, I was so disappointed for Luke Amos that I had to bring him off. He played well and kept the ball. He has a good career ahead of him. Shane Harrison was a 76-minute sub as Yeovil drew 1-0 with Accrington Stanley. And Anton Walks didn't make the matchday squad for Atlanta United as they beat Chicago Fire 4-0. Right, here we go. The under-18s... Oh, so overall, an aggregate, they lost 9-2 to Chelsea in the FA Youth Cup semi-final. They were defeated 2-1 at White Hart Lane and then lost 7-1 at Stamford Bridge. Uh, the first game could have been uh, won by a much wider margin, in all honesty. We scored a consolation through Kazaya Sterling, a really good goal after a good bit of play from Jack Rolls. But really, Chelsea missed a lot of chances. They even missed a penalty at the end. Um, and they were pretty dominant throughout the throughout the match. It settled pretty quickly into attack versus defence. They were just creating chances uh, through all areas of the pitch, really. They were dominating midfield, but they were also getting joy on the flanks. Dijon Sterling was a particular stand-up player in that game, and I was very impressed with them, less so with Spurs. The second match, the second leg at Stamford Bridge, was basically a total disaster. Uh, we missed a couple of chances early on, but really Chelsea got into their stride pretty quickly. And their left-sided um, sort of winger in their 3-4-3, Castillo, was absolutely outstanding. They had a number of other good performers as well, though. I mean, their whole team basically played well. Uh, Chalabar at the back, Trevor Chalabar, who's Nathaniel's younger brother, was was exceptional as well. Um Jack Rolls scored our consolation in that game, but it really meant nothing. We were just a, a golf below Chelsea. And John McDermott said after the match, we said in the changing room afterwards that everybody, every player, every substitute, every member of staff has got to reflect very deeply about what happened tonight and that there's two ways to react to this. One is not to learn from it and, and an experience like this ends up defeating us or does it stimulate us to realise that there was a golf tonight and we must now go about our work as staff and players to try to improve? I mean, that sums it up. They have to learn from the experience, but I think we as fans also learned a lot from the experience as well. I mean, we, we we played an exceptional team, there's no doubt about that. Chelsea consistently produce excellent young footballers who a lot of the time then don't go on to make it at Chelsea. Um, but really, our players just aren't at that level and aren't of that calibre. We had two or three players across the two legs who did okay. I'd say Tanganga was one of our best players. I think he is one of our best young players, and I'm excited about what he can do in the future. Brandon Austin did well, made some good saves. Um, I mean, he had a lot of practice. There were a lot of shots on goal. His kicking was a weak point, but he did okay. He came out with some credit. Um, And I thought Rio Griffiths in the second leg tried consistently hard and and did some good things on the wing. I was really surprised that Shishua didn't play in the second game. Uh, He got taken off at half-time in the first Slightly unfairly, perhaps, but uh, wasn't used at all in the second match. There are a number of young players that I'm slightly concerned about. Um, Tashan Oakley Booth is one of them. I mean, he's 17, so it's incredibly young to be writing him off. But so far, he hasn't shown the promise in the under-18s that he did in his uh, under-16 days and and before that, where he looked like he was going to be a kind of Onoma-type player who would drive a team forward. He's he's well below the level that Onoma was at this age, at this point. Um, another one is Dinzei, who showed great promise initially uh, in the under-18s, the centre-back. 
uh, he's he's looking uh, a slight liability at times. Again, he's 17. Things can really change for him. He can really improve. Bennett's is another who I think is um, a frustrating player in that he's got a lot of good aspects to his game, but does let himself down with his final decision-making and his final ball. And Dylan Duncan, who I think has got some good qualities as well. He's very energetic. He's got uh, good touch and tight spaces. But consistently, he does tend to go missing for periods of games. And I don't think that's uh, good enough at this level to sort of push him towards the first team um, reckoning in, in the near future. So we've got some decisions to make in the summer about some of these young players. Um, and, and I wouldn't. I don't really envy John McDermott and co having to make these decisions It'll be fascinating to see who gets kept on, who gets the third year of a scholarship and what have you. Uh, but we'll be having a, a youth pod soon with uh, with Carl and with Ben, who were on before, sometime in April. So listen out for that one. The final thing to say about both legs of the semi-final really, though, is that I was disappointed with the tactics as well. Because when a team is losing that heavily and, and getting cut apart with nearly every attack, you just think... Drop in for a few minutes, keep things tight, don't venture out your half even, you know, frustrate, try and get bodies behind the ball and then move forward as a unit. Whereas we just kept trying the same old things with players bursting forward left, right and centre and then passing, breaking down and then you're caught with players upfield and gaps to exploit. So I was a bit disappointed that the uh, the coaching staff didn't respond more quickly or or if they did, then it certainly wasn't transmitted to the, to the pitch. Anyway, enough moaning from me about our youngsters. Hopefully they'll be back on the horse and winning their uh, their Phase 2 games soon. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. I've got to read this. I've just been sent, sent uh, this message by um, Jake, who was on the podcast at the end of our couple of seasons ago, I think. And um, uh, Sherwood's received a two-match ban. Uh, oh, God, you've just seen that. I've only just seen it. So <laughs> I, I just oh, I loved it as soon as I read the first two lines. I haven't read the rest of it, so I'm reading this for the first time. So forgive me if I fuck it up a little bit. But this was in the uh, Match Referees point, um, Report. Report, yeah. It says, Mr. Brown reported that after the half-time whistle, as I was walking down the tunnel, Tim Sherwood of Swindon Town approached me and said, you're the only fucker in the ground that's seen that, has fucking seen that, you fucking mug. He then started pointing aggressively in my face. I told him to calm down and stop pointing at me or he would be sitting in the stands for the second half. And then he continued, I wasn't even in the dugout, you fucking mug. And you would, you would be doing me a favour. I told him I wanted to speak to him at my dressing room, but he ignored me and walked off towards the Swindon changing room. I followed him and stood outside and told the coaching staff that I wanted Mr. Sherwood to come outside as I needed to speak to him. After approximately 45 seconds, Mr. Sherwood walked out, walked past me and informed, and I informed him that he would be reported for his comments towards me. His reply was, fuck off you mug. <laughs> I then entered my dressing room area and informed the stewards of my decision and that if Mr. Sherwood tries to come down to the technical area, he should, be, he should not be allowed. You know what, yeah? The, oh. term, the term mug makes you laugh a lot more than it should. Yeah. The other day I listened to a crime podcast and um, this bloke, Basically, a really bad cunt, just just a murderer, yeah. And he sh- he's in a house share. Yeah. He's in a house share. These guys, and one of the other guys in the house is having a shower, but he, he tries to fill his kettle up. So obviously, the bloke upstairs gets a lot of cold water in the shower. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are you doing? And the guy says, um, he replied, "Fuck off, you mug." <laughs> I was like, I'm driving. I'm a <laughs> Fuck off, you mug. 
Is that such a simple insult? But did he murder the guy? Yes, and his wife. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what, did this happen in England? Yes, it's a UK true crime podcast called They Walk Among Us. Don't mean to promote other podcasts on it. No, fuck it, it's fine. Um, well, it's a good podcast, isn't it? It is. Yes, I mean, if you get over the guy's voice, yeah, his does voice it, is a bit droning. Does it yeah. not? Scare you a little bit knowing that there's people out. I mean, everyone well, the knows. The podcast is called The Walk Among Us. It does yeah, scare you. That, yeah. that is that's a little bit sinister in itself. A great name for a podcast. It happened in um, happened in East London. Well, yeah, yeah. Just outside East London, in Kent actually. So, so yeah, no, um, it is a bit sinister. How did he murder him? Um, well, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happened. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so th- this argument escalated. Yeah, just simple Over as that. Yeah. That mm. argument escalated, and him and his wife confronted the guy. Said, "Look, you know, you've been out of order." Blah 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 blah. And the guy gets and they live in the same house. Yeah. And the guy pulls out a knife from a block, and says, "Look, fuck off." And they try to fight him, and he ends up killing the husband and wife. Oh my god! He's been he stabbed him to death. Yeah. He's in prison until twenty forty six. Foster Christian is his name. Two I lessons. probably shouldn't have said his name, but... No, it doesn't he's in prison. I mean, unless he hears this and somehow wants to get re- revenge on you, he's going to have to wait till 2046, which you're probably not going to be alive. Yeah, I'd be dead. So you're even going to be dead or murdered by this guy. Yeah. What, um, <laughs> you won't be, don't worry. I'll, I'll protect you. Thank you. I'll put my, my, line, my life in. But he's, well, he's going to be old as fuck anyway. He'll, so he'll, he'll be 80 or 90, yeah. Yeah, and you're going to have a strapping young lad. And exactly. To, to protect me. But, um, but, I mean, you could just see Sherwood saying that, though, couldn't you? You know mm. what I mean? Like sniffing, or hot, sniffing off every single sentence. Yeah. Amazing. Um, uh, sp- speaking of mugs, cheers, Wendy. Oh, well, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah, cheers, Wendy. Um, obviously, Buddy isn't here, but he'd like to thank everyone who's donated to the Waves Trust Fund. Uh, he said he's been very touched by the support, uh, support, and then he goes on to promote his thing again. So, how touched are you, Buddy? Oh, God or do knows. you just want more donations? He's doing selfish pig. He is very selfish. Uh, yeah, he wants. If you want to be in with the chance to take on t- at a beat. Oh, sorry. Thanks for that. Uh, it's not. I'm oh, sorry. Do you want me to edit it out? Oh. <laughs> I can't yes. edit it out. Yeah. We'll put a beep on. Uh, and we're going to miss all the murder chat if I start again. So we'll put a beep if you want. We've made too much of a deal of it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, yeah, if you want to take on tea at uh, BBB, uh, donate five pounds and quote BBB in, in the donation. All the details can be found on Bardi's pin tweet on Twitter. Uh, Doughty Angus asks a question: Is there a way that football can approach a reluctance to talk about mental male mental health? Well, is there a reluctance? I, I think, think it's just I, a lack I, of I, effort rather than reluctance. I think. Yeah, well, I think. Um... One thing us fans will never understand is the dressing room. Obviously, there's some fans who play semi-pro and get the dressing room thing, but the likes... I mean, me, for example, I've never played football at any real level, so I don't know what it's like in the dressing room. Mm. And you can't lose face. It's just um, childish banter all, you know, for 20 years of your career or whatever, mm. and you can't show weakness. So we... we, uh, we, we On the Long Ball Street, spoke to Michael Dubry last week, and we talked a little bit about that about the banter in dressing rooms. And I've heard through, I'm not dropping names here, but on the Long Ball Street, we've talked to a few ex-pros and all of them have said that the dressing room is a, is a, is a fucking, a difficult place if you can't cope with that sort of stuff. And he said, if you don't get involved, then you become the victim. And that is terrifying, really. <coughs> and I, I, 
the school playground, didn't it? Yeah, and, and the school playground was tough, but it it probably wasn't as tough as as a, as a dressing room. I'd imagine that I, I think the bullying going on would be quite severe. Is this like is this talking about players and mental health, or is this a general? I think just by, a general. Because I mean, like what you what you were just saying, what were you both saying about kind of uh, in the changing room mm. and that environment is tough, but that applies across the board. You meet up with your mates and you're having a beer like, down at like the bell, or whatever. Banners flying about. Like it, it, it's hard for for any male in in most environments to kind of express the way they're feeling if they're down about anything or, or mm. things like that. So but this 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 is their career though. I, I mean, if you if your friends are if your friends aren't receptive to to your troubles, you can. I'll probably find other friends even they might not want to but in the football so for example if you if you play for Spurs and you come from another country and you're new to the country you don't speak the language that well and you're getting coded in the dressing room your confidence could go your career could die you know, mm. the, and these, some of these some of these footballers are having kids are like 21, 22 years they've got to support families and they get to the dressing room and they get I can imagine it be I, I, probably less of an issue in Premier League now I'd imagine it seems like the whole thing's much more professional I'm sure it does happen yeah but I, I think it would be less of an issue than, say... At lower league clubs. Yeah, at lower league clubs, certainly, when, when <clears throat> your profession is everything and you've got to earn as much money before your career, short career ends. Um, again, speaking to these ex-pros, uh, uh, one that we always are, ask them is how do you deal... One of the questions we always ask them is how do you deal with hanging up the boots? And... Or... It, they, they always find that transition into real life very difficult, even at the top level. Another thing is long-term injuries as well, because what happens when a player's out injured as Lamella is at the moment, not, they're not ostracised in any social way, but they're physically removed from training, which is where a lot of the camaraderie and team bonding happens. Yeah. And they're forced to be in, like Ledley King would be forced to be <clears throat> in the pool. He'd never yeah. train during a week, he'd be in the pool. Or um, they'd be in strength training and building up the muscles. Leon McKenzie talked about he would be on the exercise bikes. He had terrible problems with his legs uh, he'd be on the exercise bike and he'd be watching the teams the, the players train and he said he never never felt so low in, in all his life I think he even talked about contemplating suicide which to to us probably as a professional football you think that's crazy but when that's your life and that's everything you know and that's removed from you because of something you can't control players getting injured isn't down to their own lack of preparation often yeah. They, they trust in club doctors. They they trust in physios, and sometimes it's just bad luck. You know, Kane's injury recently was bad luck. I hope that football's changed a lot to help uh, footballers deal with <clears throat> these kind of uh, as, um, elements of their, 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 their parts of their their career where they have to spend out injured. But what Leo McKenzie was saying is that the, the game doesn't really cater for that. It caters about rehabilitating the body, but not the mind. Yeah, I mean. Um... I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk where people say, you know, you should talk to your friends about your problems. But if you've got, if you've got, um, I don't know, knee damage, you'll see a doctor. If you've got problems with your mind mentally that you feel depressed about stuff, I think you should see a professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, your friends can help lo- take some of the load up, but you need a professional. Because think- a professional knows about the mind, how the mind works, and how... And it's easy to fall back into feeling like shit. I think, um, I, I, to answer the question, it's very difficult for football-wide to get behind a specific campaign. Mental health is an easy one because there's no politics in mental health. Yeah. 
they have tried to attack, uh, attack things like homophobia, where there is politics <clears throat> involved, and they've done it to a certain degree relatively well, certainly in raising awareness, you know, like the rainbow boots and uh, rainbow, rainbow laces yeah. and, and things like that. And I think overall our acceptance in society and football is a microcosm of society um, would become more accepting of, of, of marginalised groups in, 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 around us. Yeah. I mean, just quickly, I mean, it's, it's very nuanced to say this because, um, as you said, at Premier League level, it's all professional and people get the help that they need, but at lower levels where... You know, people are earning maybe five hundred, five hundred pound a week, which isn't bad money. Yeah, maybe even less than that. And, can't you know, retire on it. Yeah, they, and they can't just say, "Well, I'm going to leave this team and join another team," because if you're seen as weak in the dressing room, you can't. I know it's an old cliche, but you can't show weakness in the dressing room. It's hard. So I, I feel sorry for. I really do feel sorry for them. And I yeah, hope certainly that, ones because they might be great at football doesn't mean they're great yeah. at life. I just hope. I, I, I hope football. I mean, it's it's changing for the better. Hopefully it filters down to the lower levels. Mm. Okay, um, James Regal on Facebook <clears> says, "If you could fly a message over um, to Wenger over a stadium, what would it say? It wouldn't be to Wenger, it'd be to the Arsenal fans, and I think it would just say melts." I, I, I actually, this is no jo- no word of a lie. I was just curious about how much it would cost to charter a plane, so you could fly it over the Emirates and just go melt. Okay. I think that would be well funny. How uh, much was it? It was like £595 fuck all. plus VAT for an hour to, to lie. So that means they've got to take off flight over the Emirates and land. I mean, just for a joke, it's quite expensive. <laughs> Get crowdsourcing, man. I don't know. I don't know if it comes across as a bit just shit. I don't know. It just made me look chuckle to myself and then I started thinking about it. I th- yeah, I think if you if you get it right, it could be brilliant. Do you not think melts would be... Yeah. Would, would, would get it? Yeah. It's one word. Just melts. No hashtag. Yeah, exactly. The worst part of like, both of those is that it had a hashtag on it. I thought opinion. it was a betting company that funded the so, Venger in. What, what did you think about that? Like, obviously, the, 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 the Venger out thing, you knew it was going to happen because it was spoken about on the internet and we all, I think all of us agree that Spurs fans and most fans of other clubs wouldn't do that although Man United did for Moyes I think um, I enjoyed it because it was so wanky but then this other flag turned up this other thing uh, which was Wenger trusting Wenger or something like that have you heard yeah. the story behind that one so I heard the yeah. rumour that it was a Hong Kong yeah. consortium yeah. or some shit linked to one of the shareholders who obviously has a vested interest in keeping someone in who delivers Champions League football this season. Yeah. If, even if I knew that information, I wouldn't spread it on the internet. I, I would pretend it wasn't, didn't happen. Because what do you get to gain by looking like a complete prat? God knows. Like, you don't... It makes you look like an idiot if you start spreading conspiracy theories about a manager who's delivered Champions League for 20 years on the bounce. Like, it was always worse than the Wenger out... Plain. But I mean, what what it is is it's like spoiled kids that have grown up supporting Arsenal in this era mm. of where you know when they first started supporting Arsenal that they, they you know won the league and double and invincibles and, and, invincibles and all that stuff and and now they haven't got that and it's now it's kind of like you know actions speak louder than words but I you know to to treat a manager that's given you so much I think it's like fucking such poor form yeah but I guess from their perspective uh, they'd be thinking if we don't do this he'll never leave yeah because he, this rumour's going around that he's going to sign a new one how <laughs> old is 67 he's going to leave soon yeah either that or it might you know. there's a bit um, there's a bit of an element of um, hashtag grown men about, about this whole thing um, mm. I mean 
don't be wrong, I mean, I'm all for fans being passionate about their club, but the way some of these people talk about the demise, in quote unquote, of Arsenal, it's like, it's like a family member has died. I get that your club means a lot to you, but get a bit of fucking perspective, man. Yeah, you're coming across like a, a bunch of fannies. <laughs> Spoiled brats. Just, just dry your eyes, weird, mate. Dry your eyes. Dry your eyes, mate. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm just enjoying it all because just without us doing anything on the pitch, they managed to embarrass themselves oh, over mate, and over again. That, that, well, that's, that's the thing. Like we're we're not even doing anything this time, yeah. and you're embarrassing yourself. You get yourself a bit pissed so off though that that's our rivals. I get. I want my rivals to be a little bit have a little bit of fucking street smarts be a little bit edgy you know can give it and and just have something about them Arsenal fans have just they've just got nothing they're they, so thin skinned I think the the thing with Spurs is that we can laugh at ourselves so even the collapse of last season I don't think we copped it that bad I think if Arsenal collapsed as we did losing 5 on the final day and then they had to draw they'd have died they would have died as a fucking fan base we just like well it's happened again yeah, get, but get we, we kind of. This is what we said in the, in, in the kind of formative years of the fighting cock. We said we kind of were built for this misery. Yeah. We understand and we yeah. can deal with it. You know, you go through difficulties as a football fan, which in the grand scheme of things mean nothing. Uh, you learn, you build up a thick skin and a resilience to to the grief you get. I think the Chelsea winning the Champions League pretty much built, kind of protected me for anything that could happen. Nothing could be worse than that. Yeah, unless it was Arsenal, I wanted. But yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, fuck them. You know yeah. what I mean, like, they, it doesn't matter what they do from now on. They'll always they've, they've played just they've played themselves. Yeah. You played yourself. You played yourself. Don't mug yourself. Um, What's a bunch of hell, mate? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable, but it's also like you're supposed to be all right. We're a proper football club. <laughs> yeah. Be a proper rival. You know, you're disgracing yourselves. Like we don't even have to finish above you in order to look back at the season and you think to remember what Arsenal were and what they are. And again, it goes back to this, what we've been saying for years, is that the problem with them is they have no, there's no soul to their football club. No. So they, all, all they've got is what happens on the pitch. And the minute that doesn't go well for them, they've got nothing to fall back on. We'll always get to fall back on the fact that we belong to a great football club that has great traditions. <clears> they have no tradition. They've, they've got no football club. They've got a, a, a kind of franchise. Exactly. And that must be painful when that realisation sits in. <laughs> so you can understand maybe a little bit. But cool calm, Arsenal fans. Um, so, news uh, news of the week. We've come for a name for this. When we go around through little news stories for, this, for, the, um, for the week. Yeah, it needs, needs a name. Yeah, come, someone any, come any suggestions? Good, yeah, tweet us suggestions for this section. And even a jingle. Think, think of a jingle, that'd be cool. Well, we'll come up with a name and then we'll speak to Engineer about putting a jingle together for this section. Do people even like it? No one's mentioned it. Anyway, we'll see. Doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, so news stuff that's been going on in the in the press this week. Poch gave Janssen a wake up call in private. Tell me about it, T. Um, I think the what game was it when he never came on? Stoke. Yeah, he didn't come on, did he? I don't know. But did yeah, I mean, there was a game. We smashed Stoke four 0 He didn't come on. Yeah, there was this time when he, he should have come on, and it was like I oh, yeah. brought Son on, and they're like, Janssen's dead. Even the, even the Fulham game didn't come on in the FA Cup. That's yeah. it. Yeah. What was the story? What was the story? Well, I think the story was that Pochettino probably said in private, you know what, you know, um, even though he didn't come on in these games, I think it's still a part of my plans. But you've got to play your part in it. And I think he even looked like he lost a bit of weight. Did? Yeah. And, and yesterday. Um, but I think. 
sometimes people see... I mean, you talked about Arsenal, what they see in the pitch. And they think that's everything. Now, what we see on the pitch is, is Jansen not getting a few minutes to get a confidence-boosting goal. Yeah. But behind the scenes, Pochettino saying, you know what, you're still part of our plans. You know, give you a wake-up call, you know what, yeah. you got to do your talking on the pitch. It's not about, um, you know, put, letting your head drop. You just got to... Um, I actually saw that as literal. So, um, <laughs> so what, what I thought happened is, like... Potch had a spare key to the patio doors, yeah. crept in Janssen's house. Yeah. He knelt behind at the side of his bed and he had an old school alarm clock with the two bells on it and the little <laughs> thing that goes and then when that went off he put his hand on it and went shh to Janssen and then he quietly explained and gave him a wake up call. We believe in you. <laughs> Stop being shit. Yeah. I, I think he that it meant I, I it, uh, Potch grabbing up grabbing up by the scruff of his neck and listening to me, you fucking pig. <laughs> we paid £16 million for you you were fucking smashing goals in in fucking Holland last year what the fuck has happened all my scouts said you were worth buying I spunk £16 million on you you cunt sort it out I think Flav's story wins yeah I think that's probably what we want to have happened hair dryer yeah. treatment okay five years since Moamba collapsed on the pitch memories of that evening that was on the 17th of March didn't five seem years. long ago was it five years yeah it was five years 2012 uh, memories. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. Uh, just the weirdest, the weirdest, most the silence that was around the stadium. It was the, like one of the oddest experiences of my life. Um, the feeling of not knowing what to do. The feeling that I just watched someone die in front of my eyes, which would have been the first time. Um, uh, yeah, it was just uh, all I can think. All, all it is just a very odd, odd feeling. Um, I thought he dived. I'm, I'm going to get fucking pelters for this, but because what, what happened was I think he played a one dived. two. No, because what happened was he, he. I saw him fall, but I didn't think he'd collapsed. I think he might have been making a run. Right. Because he's making a run, he might have collapsed. Yeah. And it was about the forty first, forty second minute. Yeah. So I thought because uh, because he was he was down for a while. So when, when so I thought he was, I don't know he's probably injured or something. I kind of went down for for a beer, and then it, you know kind of you know. Rumours passed around that he'd actually had a heart attack on the fucking pitch. Yeah. So, so everyone, everyone was quiet and you were like, Game off, game <laughs> off, game <laughs> off, let him go. Let him go. bro. Um, no. He, um, he, yeah, it, 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 was, it was weird, didn't it? It was weird. It was weird. And then um, also, when, was it a Maribor game where he came back out? No, that was Bot. Bolton the next week, wasn't it? Oh, no, 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 Mar- no. no, it was Mary Ball. It was Mary yeah. Ball, and he came out. That's quite an emotional moment. It was. I, I, I kind of felt like it was like the community of football put, yeah. as, put aside partisanship just for a minute to celebrate the fact that he didn't die on the pitch. And his ex Arsenal as well, you know. And we, no one even, no one even mentions him being that. He's I just. Don't. I mean, when we see him in the press since then, we just think, you know, just a lovely bloke who's got, you know, has gone through a lot. And he seems to be. I mean, I think he's got a degree in journalism now. And he's trying to, you know, get his career going in that way. And I think it's probably I, the it's wrong testament. career choice. Well, given the fact that it's very difficult to earn money in journalism now. But I forgot his ex Arsenal. So change your opinion of the evening? No, no, no. At all. <laughs> so what was your memory? Was, was he there? No, I wasn't actually, and I don't. I can't remember the reason why I what wasn't was, there. It was a cup game. That might have been the reason. Yeah, there you go. Um, You've got two young daughters and you can't spend every waking minute away from them. No, exactly. That's exactly it. Nor's the pity. <laughs> you find less poo. 
Uh, less poo, but um, oh, there, there was an there, there was an incident of uh, gone. Well, I, I mean, as you know, there was near, near deaths in there, and there was near not with my child. Um, the the other day, they they were both in the bath, right? And um, I was kind of I, I, I was we were there's there's a song on YouTube that they like. What is the song on on, on Donna's phone? I can't even remember what it is now. I don't know the name S- of it. Sing it. But, no, sing it. no, I'm not going to sing it. You can it. sing it, Rick. You know what it I'm is. I'm not going to sing it. Just sing it. it. No, I'm not going to sing it. What's wrong with you? No, I'm not going to sing it. Ricky, sing the song. I can't remember the words to it. Does it go, in the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, the missus was in there. I was in there. We had the YouTube. You're all in the bar? No, we're not all in the bar. Right. We're just outside cheering mm. them on to bar. <laughs> bar, bar, bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my missus left her phone on the toilet seat. And uh, we both went out to get something, and then I I went in to kind of to wash them, mm. and uh, my youngest was sitting down uh, with my missus' phone in the bath <laughs> watching YouTube, uh, and then I looked at the phone, and there was nothing on, and I was like, "What's happened to the phone?" And she just shrugged her shoulders oh. at me, and I picked up, soaking wet. Oh my god! She was watching watching the phone in the bath under the water. Of course it was. Yeah. What happened? Why would you? Get yeah, rice. It's fucked, mate. It's fucked. No yeah, it's rice. Fucked, yeah. oh, rice couldn't save it. No, rice could not Did save it. Did you try that. the rice trick? Submarine. That phone was a submarine. I like the way it just shrugged the shoulders. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. What, what are you going to do, mate? I'm three years old. It's <laughs> ain't my phone. It's not my phone, and I don't even have a phone. <laughs> no. This is pointless to me. I don't care about this phone, so don't ask me what's happened to it. <laughs> On a bit more of a sinister note, someone actually died by charging their phone while they're in the bath. Oh, they got, they got electrocuted. Yeah. So be careful out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, Modric said he never thought Kane... I thought he was going to say she had a poo in the bath. No. All kids do that. She ever pooed in the bath? She has, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, love yeah. a little poo in the bath, don't they? And, and as well, I thought it was... Um, <laughs> when she did, I was like... I didn't know what it was. Which she, it she, might have been a phone. Well, she was like... At the time, this was a couple of years ago now, and she was just like... Making these like weird noises, it's like oh, like this uh, something there, and I was like, well, you've taken Play-Doh into the bar. Like, Why do you ex- you expect it to be a bit slimy? And, oh my god, that smells! Like, oh my god, I shouted, my missus. Well done, 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 go quick! <laughs> Why did you need her? I don't know. Why didn't you sort it out yourself? I You're a grown know. man. I don't Ricky. know. I'd slimy poo in my hands. Oh, that's true. I'd freak out. I'd freak out. Did you punish her? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I fight their face with the poo. Oh, for God's sake. Look, man, you've got to teach you. You've got to learn. It's like dogs. Tough what love. What they say when they're in the carpet and you rub their noses. Don't ever do that. I've never done it. I've never done it. Anyone who has a dog or a cat, if they do a wee, don't rub their face in it because dogs don't have the... And cats don't have the ability to link things. So they're just going to think you're being fucking horrible to them. And hopefully they snap... Well, they won't do it again, will they? ...and bite your throat out. I just said that they can't do association. They don't have the mental capacity to understand why their face is being rubbed in their own piss. They don't think, I pissed there, they're rubbing it on there. They just think, they my owner is rubbing my face in piss. They don't have a to be here, but they have association to, if I stand on my two legs, that I'll get a dog biscuit. There you go, you just trump me there. Just making up as it goes along, isn't it? Yeah, fair play, rub them in, rub them in. <laughs> Learn those cunts. Uh, Modric has said he never thought Kane would make it this far and he was full of praise for Delhi. Yeah, this is on um, Sky Sports. Um, I saw that. I was... Bre- oh, breaking news that no one thought that mm. Modric didn't think And I still get dug out for saying he wouldn't make it at Spurs when Modric fucking understands football better than any of us said he wouldn't. Surprised. He, 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 he just said that, um, he just, he just <coughs> the energy he showed. 
Oh god. Oh god. He's gonna die on a podcast. I get numbers for this. I just have a sink on my mouth. <laughs> We're all hot here at the fighting cock. Uh, I hate that when sick comes up. <laughs> Why were you sicking him? I don't. I didn't do anything to deserve it. <coughs> I think it was a heavy weekend, but <laughs> all of the um, the stuff that makes you feel happy. But uh, yeah, yeah. What, what do you say? I haven't. I haven't read the interview. But I mean, I mean, like when he was there, when Kane was a, a young lad and he didn't <coughs> think he'd make it or whatever. Mm. Uh, you know, all three of us around his mic. That didn't think Kane would make it. I think he thought he'd make as a footballer, but I don't think he thought he would be. 20 goals a season three yeah. seasons in a row I think one, one thing even Mindy didn't put it that it just shows that it shows testament to Kane's ability to learn and become the best player he could become secondly get players names Tottenham players out of your mouth you little rat cunt don't talk about them mm. they asked him about Tottenham and he was quite nice he should say I'm not allowed to talk about it <laughs> do you actually hate him? No, he Do, was, did he say anything about Tottenham? Well, yeah, they, they asked him if he looks out for our results. He so still, he, has, he it, thinks um, we could win the Premier League, not with our current, maybe not this season, but he thinks if, if the players stay together. Oh, I, I, wanna, so, I know, oh, I know, I got the arrow. If the players stay together like yeah. you did, you yeah. rat. But if they stay together, then. And that big ear bastard there at your football club as well. If you two had stayed with us, you pair of cunts, you would have, we would have fucking won the league. Yeah. Can you imagine if we had Bale and Modric Fucking last year? We were dicky. We, if we had Bale and Modric this year or last year, we would have a shout or winning the Champions League. Yeah. I think it would be that good. Yeah. But what you two did is you went after your glory, didn't you? Instead of working for it, you found the easiest path. Let me go to the best team or one of the best teams in Europe so I can get all of the trophies. Think about how good that would have been. Sherwood would never have managed our club if you two stayed. Think then about we'd that. We'd probably be stuck with um, well, and Buffet, wouldn't we? <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, so. Yeah, so there's always there was always well, a silver they, they, lining. It praised um, Ali, probably trying to type him up. Yeah, Modric does talk well, but you can't not, not talk well about about us and, and because you know we deserve it. Um How can you not talk well about Ali at the moment with his form goals? Yeah. I can live with him going there than anywhere else. It's so much better seeing him live as well. Like on the telly he kinda of dips in and out, but you know, he he does a lot. He moves, he's 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 a rum rum daughter. Well, you got it that Did time. Room Deuter. Ram. Ram Deuter. Brilliant. The, f- the thing with um, Ali is that, I mean, look, look at where he joined us from. I mean, I don't think an- barely anybody remembers him signing for us. I mean, people did. I mean, I know people know their onions about no league football, but it was just without, um, it was without fanfare or anything. And um, he nutmeg Modric, ironically, mm. on his, um, one of his first games and he played against Real Madrid. Um, and we just never thought he'd start for us so soon. And then... No, he doesn't look back, is he? But even even off the pitch, he's one of the first people interviewed. Mm. He's so media friendly, so media savvy. Mm. His agent must be fucking loving it though, because he's joined. So he, did have the same agent from Milton Keynes Dons till now? Huh? If he's had the same agent from Milton Keynes Dons till now, I don't know. Oh no, he must have a different. Agent. Can you imagine if he had the same one? Can you imagine Man, how fucking lucky he is. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So good. Uh, Kane uh, can make England captain according to Poch. Yes. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't want him to ever play for England ever again. Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Because we're on 29 minutes in the second half and we've got a crack on. Uh, some questions. So, for some reason, you find yourself stuck deep in an underground, deep underground in a Chilean mine with the rest of the Spurs squad in order to survive, your, to survive yourselves and the team need to eat. With three players, would you... Who, what players would you eat first? Rodeo Rex, for it. 
Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, so which plane, in order to survive, would you eat? There's no fat ones. So yeah, Yanton's fat. I don't think he's fat. It's not, mean, it's not me fat, but he's fat. I think if <laughs> I think if he lift off his top, he'd be pretty finely chewed. It'd be Jansen, Rose, and um, <laughs> who else is a big cunt that spurs? Why? Sissoko. Rose isn't big. Sissoko's full of muscle. There isn't an ounce of fat on him. He's big, he's big. I don't care. So I think he knows three. So when you, when you guys are eating meat, because I don't eat it, right? Like chicken, for example. Yeah. Are you eating... You're eating the muscle, aren't you? And the skin. And the skin, yeah. But but it, the muscle is the tasty part of a chicken, right? The fat... The meat, yeah. Yeah. So you're essentially... The muscle-bound men in the Tottenham squad would be, probably be the tastiest. But then again, are we talking about yeah, taste? Because no, you're no, under no, great no, about yeah, surviving. Yeah, exactly. This isn't, this isn't about tasting, man. No. For me, this is about, like... Get the most meat. Who's going to get me the most protein? Like, uh, first of all, I would be... Uh, I'd go for... Straight after Hugo... Because uh, the He's French skinny fuck. French cuisine he eats, he must he must be a bit tasty. French, I don't like French food. Um, and then we've got. A... Do you like any foreign food? Well, I, I just I, I took my ex missus out for an anniversary meal to a, a, a French restaurant in Crouchen, where you you'd know it. Nice in Tottenham Lane. Um, and I went down and sat down. And I was like, this would be nice an anniversary kind of thing. I'm not sure how much I want to be able to eat. She was a vegetarian as well, and they served us two potato pasties and some beans. But what foreign food? That's, what you that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Is that what we deserve as vegetarian food? Pretty much, yeah. Um, what do you like? Any foreign food? I like chips and eggs. No, I like. Uh, I like. Yeah, I like pizza. <laughs> pizza. Pizza's Italian, isn't it? Uh, I like. Um, I like. I, I, I like. I like Indian. I like curry. Uh, so like like, like a, a paneer. A what? Opinions like was that cheese? Yeah, no, yeah. no. I like I like, like Jeff Rays is my, probably my favourite dancer. I like a dancer. You know, I, there's a, an um, Indian guy in our office, and I only say he's Indian because it's important. He hadn't heard like he's never had a uh, Indian takeaway because him that his home cooked food is is Indian. That's yeah. true. Traditional Indian that, yeah. food. So he never has that, right? I, I never have that. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't. He'd never heard of a korma. He'd never heard of dansak. He's never heard of chicken tikka. He's never heard of any of this stuff. He's looking at me like I was talking a different fucking language. He was born here, and he was. He's nineteen years old. Oh, what? He's born here. He's born here. What but the he, fuck? He's never gone to an Indian restaurant, and he's never ordered takeaway, and ne- no one around him has ever done. He's. He didn't know that they were names. In India, all that shit... But he's born here, doesn't mean anything. No, well, it means something that... I don't know. I was surprised at you, right? But I'm just trying to... It was madness. But in, in India, they don't have all this shit. But he's not from India, he's born here. I'm just saying. There's a bit <laughs> of a Brexit argument, I'm just saying. Sorry, I'm kind of... Yeah, they're, they're not all Indians that... No, I don't know what he means. I'm, I'm going back to this point. Uh, yeah, who's uh, so, so, like Hugo, and then, first of all, and then I would go for... Um, because, like... You, you just have to pick on the, the least strong because like if, you, if you're going to go for like well, Dembele uh, or whatever you ain't going to be able to pin those down and you, kill them Ricky, in Ricky, let, let, me, let me break something to you Ricky what? you are not going to be able to pin down anyone in that squad mate if I've got a squad apart with from me, Harry Winks if I've got a squad with me we get that. fucking we get after I didn't them. think about but that the well, you, you ask Ben Davies right and you say to him like, Ben we're all starving mate like look at us we're, our eyes are sunken in just lay down on the fire. He'll, he'll lay on there for you. He, you won't have to do anything. He's such a nice guy from the Welsh... Like, the rolling the of the well, the valleys. He will lay on a burning hot fire for you. We just go out to Ben, ben Davis. We're starving, Ben. 
lay down in the fire. <laughs> I didn't say, I'll see your point. I see your point. Like. I see. <laughs> uh, I don't think you would. I, I, we're adding provisos that make the question more difficult to answer. I, I, I didn't we're not talking that. about overpowering, murdering, and then eating a, a Spurs player. We're talking about if one were to die from natural causes, probably starvation, but still somehow maintain their, their body mass in their current state, who would it be? Quickly, not free. I one, three. Okay. I see. Would you think about the penis? Don't care. <laughs> because I can see the plans going to this. It's going to be proper Brexit now. Let's go. Let's. let's we're going to say. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. No, I, I'm not going to do that. I've learned my. I've learned my lessons from making jokes like that. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I'm thinking that if if I was eating the penis, it would. I could pretend it was a sausage, and I wouldn't have to worry about. The, the thought about eating. I think I've convinced myself that it's a sausage as opposed to, as, as opposed to like just a piece of human being. So I would lop off the cock, uh, roast it, and eat that. Pretend it was a sausage. I'd probably have to chop the bell in because I might but give if, it away. But if the, if the cock is flaccid, it wouldn't be like a sausage though. No, but rigor mortis would mean it was rock hard. <laughs> You've thought about. When, when I was in uh, when I was in uh, Munich. Um, I, I, it was late at night and I got a kind of sausage from this vendor mm. and, and I bit into it and it popped and this liquid came in my mouth and I was like <laughs> I was like what the <laughs> fuck have I just eaten like looking at this bird like, this? Uh, in Munich clenched clench my feet why was you in Munich I went to watch Arctic Monkeys <laughs> and I, 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 I clenched <clears throat> clench my fist just to say what's popped in my mouth and she looked at me and she went uh, uh, it's uh, uh, cheese there's melted cheese in the sausage. Oh my god! And then I was like, "All right, you're right, you've been let off now. Give me 17." You was gonna punch her in the face. Look, mate, I was pissed <laughs> up. I was out of it. Someone, ordered, someone gave me a sausage which popped in my mouth and gave liquid in there. What? So are you saying that when you're drunk, you're more likely to hit a woman than when you're not drunk? No, there's no difference really. I still do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you think? You think? Jesus yeah. Christ! Why have I laughed at that? Do you think? Uh, you think equality for women also means that they should be able to fight men? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. I showed Flav a video of a woman boxing a man, and he, and he, and he laughed. Who won? Cheers for that, too. <laughs> I, did I laugh? <laughs> I'm not sure. I you didn't laugh, I'm just fucking joking. I wasn't even with you. So, um, I, I, I think, I mean, I think I said that, I mean, it stands to reason that men and women shouldn't box each other. No. No, um, and the result. I didn't laugh. I just knew what was coming. Yeah, I what I don't understand is why is it? There's, there's people. I mean, it was Thai boxing, which is something different, mm. where women and men are seen as equals. It was yeah, Thai kickboxing, wasn't it? And it she, was, looked, yeah. she looked. She she would kick the, the shit out of any man. She's the best boxer of all time, apparently. Really? Yeah. yeah, she was a she was a mean woman, but ultimately, it's silly putting women and men together because it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. As a snooker or darts. I'm not saying that if I went in the ring that she wouldn't kick my ass. She, she would smash us all up the yeah. same night. Probably all three of us together. Yeah. Do you think we'd have a chance? No. What if we, we, we all take to her from we, different angles? To all be fair, three of us, to be we fair, would definitely not have a chance. Rick, what tactics would you have? To, to smash a woman up. No, not to smash a woman up. But no, no, imagine, <laughs> forget this woman, any, any boxer. Like if we were against, say, Mayweather, Anthony Joshua, if all three of us had to oh, get in the God ring with Anthony Joshua, otherwise our mums would, had it. Well, we'd have to go from different angles. We, count, we, the count. only thing would be the bollocks. Is it? You'd have to yeah. rip his bollocks off. Yeah. yeah, off. Anyway, look, we're, we're dragging on again. Uh, so I'd go for the cock of any of them. But whoever, I'd, I'd probably check who had the biggest, and then I don't know how I'd go about checking who would have the biggest willy of all the teams 
and explain it to them while they're alive. What, what are you doing? <laughs> just, just in case you die, I was thinking about what would... No, Do the cough test. <laughs> That's balls, though, isn't it? Yeah, All right. you get to the... Uh... Uh, okay, so we've got one more question. We've got to end, because <laughs> another long one. Uh, I hope people enjoy oh. it. But even if people don't enjoy, uh, enjoy it, get to this stage, they can just turn it off. You know, there's nothing wrong with long podcasts, I hope. Yeah, plus I enjoy it anyway. So yeah. well, this is the fun... For me, this is the fun bit of the, of the fighting cock, is talking about eating cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we was going to ask Bardi's question about England players that are making La Liga's top teams, but nah. that's less interesting than this one. Uh, you, can, you can probably listen to that question on The Extra Inch, where yeah. they, they care about football. Uh, so, um, so this guy, Alex Dixon, Facebook... One of the greatest questions we sat in, uh, we've ever been sent in, and I don't think <clears throat> I, I'm taking it all as truth, right? Because what fun would it be to think that you was lying? And I hope this is true. Uh, do you have any superstitions, rituals, or lucky charms before a game? Quickly, do you? any? No, no. no I, did have a, I did have a lucky coat, but that I got abandoned. Don't get yeah. on top then. All right, uh, I, I don't have any either. So last season, every time I took LSD, Spurs won their weekend fixture, so I kept on doing it. I watched Deli Ali score the goal against Crystal Palace on the TV with no sound while still on acid and having not slept from the night before and I couldn't quite work out if it had happened or not, which I can get. In, in total, it was eight times we success, successfully won matches until the last time where I had taken it the night before the Newcastle game and we got battered, thus breaking the superstition, which meant I could finally stop taking LSD. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> um, I like the fact that he just... He fought that him taking acid and you would easily come to this conclusion while taking acid that it was him making that decision that was causing Spurs to win I mean if he supported Chelsea this season he'd be brain dead by now because mm. they just keep winning didn't they he wouldn't be brain dead he'd he might have sort of elements of psychosis but he would still be alive uh, yeah I, I, uh, not to a point of that uh, superstition or anything like that but in, uh, in my fantasy team and in my mind fantasy as well Brilliant. Yeah. That uh, I make Costa captain, and then hopefully that he has a bad game or doesn't do anything, and it doesn't really matter to me that I'm fucking rock bottom. But you also get the bonus of if, if he does score, and therein lies the problem with fantasy league football. Flav's really against fantasy football. You don't I'm not really against it. Did you do a podcast about that? I think that actually, I, I think it's had a negative impact on the way people think about football and the and the and, and it and it destroys partisanship which is ultimately the lifeblood of the game I think well, we used to be in fantasy football and we used to have the Crouch End Derby yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> so every time we <laughs> that was fun actually yeah that was fun yeah alright what's the Crouch End Derby good day so, <laughs> head to head head to head so you know you play each, each person it goes so it was on Premier League yeah so you, why did that happen the head to head thing you can opt in to do head-to-heads against people. Yeah, and then you get points for a win, and it's like a league table with points. Yeah. And, yeah, every time me and Rick played each other, it's called the Crouch and Derby, because we both been in Crouch It's funnier for us, yeah. rather than the people. All right, uh, great question, Alex Dixon, and more questions like that. That's great. Thank you very much, mate. Um, that's it from the Fighting Cop podcast. Uh, remember, I know people have been asking about the T-shirts. We're going to be putting other players and people's heads on t-shirts and sticking them up for sale they're actually pretty cool I think they look great and it's quite funny um, I've tasked Case with a part of the responsibility of cutting things out and if we know nothing about Case there's two things I know about Case he likes to work out and he gets shit done yep 
So um, that would definitely happen. We also work with, uh, I mentioned him last week, Daniel Metzen, brilliant illustrator. If you need illustrations done, then, then, then hook him up, uh, get in contact. Just Google Daniel Metzen, hopefully you'll find his page. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to find him otherwise. Uh, but he's done some free, brilliant illustrations. So hopefully by the time you uh, this podcast is out, go on thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash t-shirts and, and you'll find them on there. Um, also, we're looking for writers. Uh, people that like the blog will notice that very few articles have gone up. Uh, we haven't pushed for it. Um, we've let it slack a little bit, but there's something great about the written word and Tottenham. So if you're interested in writing and getting an opportunity published, thousands of people read these blogs. So uh, you can email us at the fighting cop, the code UK, forward slash right. I would like a t shirt with your face on it. That's never happening. Should be to sign it for you as well. Please do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That's it from the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much, T. Cool. Thank you much, Rick. That's all right. And I've been Flav, and this has been the Fighting Cock. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply